language matters. I don't want to be crazy busy anymore. I want to be crazy full. Jesus didn't lay down his life so that I could have a busy life. He laid down his life so that I could have a full one. Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Hey guys, before we get started on the show, I want to share two really cool things. Uh, the first one is God has provided uh, for the Fatherhood Face Plants a Kickstarter campaign for me to kind of take that next step to self-publish that book. Uh, hear about the miracles that God did. Uh, you're going to need to go to my Instagram page, at The Kindling Fire, to hear the whole story. So that's the first thing I want to tell you. The second thing I want to tell you is about the Vision Past Experience. Kurt Werfley, who does Life Pass Coaching and Visioneering, who was a guest recently, and I are going to be doing a three-and-a-half-day experience for eight men. Yes, you heard me. It's only eight men. And on this experience, it's going to be three-and-a-half, it's going to be three nights in the rustic uh, Appalachian Mountains at a beautiful uh, uh, retreat center, uh, all-inclusive meals. You're going to have discovery activities. You're going to get 15 hours of professional coaching and spiritual mentorship as a group. There's going to be tests and assessments that you do going into the event. Uh, And there's going to be, after the event, two hours of professional coaching and one hour of spiritual mentorship and listening prayer exercises that you actually will hear about on this show um, after the event. So this is an exclusive event only for eight men. And, uh, and hear more about it by going to at the Kindling Fire Instagram page, and you'll hear more about it. And reach out to me directly, uh, uh, either DM me or email me, and I'll share all the details about it. And it's definitely an investment into your future, and uh, we believe that God is calling us to do this. And so we are setting up a, an experience for these eight men to be completely transformed at the end of it and set them up for years to come and what God has called them to. So I'm really excited about it. It's called the Vision Past Experience, and you can go to my Instagram page to hear more. All right, let's get started with the show. Guys, today on The Kindling Fire, um, I'll just say it this way. This has this show and, and what my friend David Gwynn is going to share with you um, really could change your life. I know that sounds like such an overstatement, but but if you learn some of the, the practices that we're going to be talking about in walking with the Lord, um, some of the frustration, some of the um, stuckness, um, uh, you know, you're going to be able to get unlocked with your relationship with the Lord. And I am so excited to have my friend on. David, thanks for coming on the show. Talk to me, Troy. So good to be here, bro. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so David David and I met many years ago um, uh, through Zoe Ministries, and Michael Thompson's been on the show many times, and and we just became great friends. And, and for me personally, David is one of those men who, who walk by faith. 
and I don't have a ton of friends that really push the faith uh, side of their life, um, you know, seeking, uh, believing for more, uh, seeking the, the Father um, for all that God has. And David's one of those friends to me, and I love spending time with him. And now we get to do it on, on air, so that's how fun is that? Bro, so fired up. <laughs> it's going to be an incredible experience. So, so tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and, uh, and then we'll kind of get into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I have a wife named Kara, two boys um, that are 9 and 10, and a five-year-old daughter named Emma, uh, who was adopted from Ethiopia. And then we also host a Chinese student um, whose name is Jenny, and she'll be graduating in May. Um, so we love family. Um, family is um, my main ministry, and I really try to make that a priority. Um, but when we're not making memories and connecting and having lots of fun, I lead a ministry in Southeast Asia called Standout. And our mission is to help people find hope and healing so they can experience the more that they were created for. And so we do that by mobilizing teams around the world and partnering with locals uh, to go into some of the hardest to get to places. And then I'm also part of Focus Church in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm the associate campus pastor there. Mm. And, um, and uh, David and I have had uh, great discussions about missions and, and the heart of God and reaching the unreached. And uh, it, it's just fun to, to journey uh, with you, David. And, and one of the things that the Lord has really given you is a grace and an understanding in a way that, that helps people connect closer with God. Um, I've seen it in, in your, your teachings. Uh, you do a Facebook Live uh, pretty regularly that I tune into that I love. Um, what is that called? That show? Make Monday Matter. Yeah. Yeah. And then what do you say? You say Make Monday Matter, it's, and then you say something else. It's like a tagline. Yeah, we say Mondays aren't the worst day of the week, but a day to launch you into a week full of power, purpose, and provision. Amen. Like, I love tuning in that because you're just such a voice of hope. Uh, Thank you. Scripturally based, Holy Spirit um, infused, and, and it's always life-giving when I tune into it. And uh, so thank you for your faithfulness in that. I know you've been doing that for a while. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really been life-giving to me. So, so one of the things that, that David and I have been talking about with this show is is creating a posture in your life or a, a positioning yourself in your life where you are truly uh, making progress in deep and meaningful ways, but it's probably not the way you think it uh, is, the, the approach is, to try to you know, be successful or make progress or grow spiritually or whatever. And, and David, I think, has some real keys to help unlock um, sort of a new way of looking at it. So, David, honestly, we talked about a lot, uh, kind of getting ready for the show. It, uh, wherever you want to go, let's go, and then we'll kind of just go from there. Sure. Yeah, one of the things that has been very helpful in my journey with Jesus over the last five years is um, learning how to create space to be still and receive I spend a lot of time investing in people here 
um, and overseas 101. Um, I'm very passionate about stopping for the one and journeying with people. But um, so, so, so needless to say, I, I want to be effective. Um, I want to make a big splash. I want to, um, as we stated before, help people experience the more that they were created for. But what I found in my life um, and in the lives of so many in our culture, that life can get really crazy busy really fast. And I, I noticed that I um, not only lost the ability, um, but possibly never had the ability to do the one thing that make that would make me most effective. And this is when the Lord showed me that the, the key to effectiveness is stillness, not busyness. Um, I was very familiar um, with the verse from Psalms 46:10, be still and know that I am God, but I had never heard anyone talk about that, like how to actually do that, or um, certainly not how to model that. What, what does that mean? I've, I've seen it um, tatted on people. I've seen it um, decorated in homes. I've seen it highlighted on the version app more times <laughs> than I could count. <laughs> but what does that actually mean? And, and so the Lord started me on a journey of, of teaching me how to be still and how to receive. And he showed me that, that Jesus was the most successful person on the face of the planet. And the reason why is because he fulfilled every single thing that he was sent to do. That's pretty successful. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, what then I started to find out about Jesus' success is that he had a rhythm to his ministry and to his life. So, and that rhythm... Yeah, so before you, you let that cat yeah. out of the bag, let me, let me just make sure. a couple comments. Um, yeah. Most, most people, I believe, are, really understand the do gospel, right? Do more. Fair. Um, do a lot. Mm. Um, mm. God requires a lot. The list is long. Get busy. Jesus is coming. You know, all of that junk. Mm. Good. And, and very few... Uh, and, even, and I would even say this morning, as I was spending time with the Lord, you know, one of the things that I, you know, that I spend time with the Lord, it's kind of a time of of kind of open handedness with the Lord. Like, Lord, Good. what is it? Do you want what? What? What am I holding on to? And I felt the Lord speak to me this morning, actually, and said, "I want you to let go of productivity." Mm. And it was like a a big revelation to me because, like, that is one of the idols that I have served all of my life. Every hour, every minute, every mm. spiritual activity, I want to be as productive and, and, um, and producing as possible at every, and, and I stress when I'm not. Mm. And, and so mm. when the Lord was leading me in this, and, and the Lord's been kind of doing this in my life as well as your life, this sort of receiving and stillness, uh, I pushed against worship and I pushed against prayer because I thought, mm. like, this is the most unproductive thing I mm. can do. 
because mm. I'm actually doing nothing. Mm. It feels that way. Mm. But it's not that way. And, and I'll say one sure. other comment is that um, years ago, my wife and I had the, the, the honor and the, and the joy of, of being able to go to Italy. And there was a phrase that the Italians have, and, I'm, and I don't know the Italian version of it. It's like El, El Dolce. No, I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know the Italian phrase. But the translation of it is for the love of nothing. It's a very, very common phrase in Italian culture. And what it means is when people say, what are we doing tonight? This is how they would respond, for the love of nothing. Mm. And, and what it means is that we're, we, we don't have anything we're doing tonight. We just are. And, mm-hmm. and they have this concept in their culture of when nothing's happening, something is happening. And, and that's exactly what I feel like you're providing as a key, that this stillness, this quietness, this receiving that feels unproductive, feels like a waste of time, mm-hmm. feels like nothing's going on, you're actually getting transformed in this process unbeknownst to you. So uh, that's a bit of a diatribe for me, but I, but I wanted to add that to before you kind of get into the rhythms that you, you recognize with Christ. Yeah. No, that's extremely helpful. You know, you talked about idols, uh, Troy, and uh, for a long time in, in my life, well, the Lord showed me actually through all of this um, that, um, well, you know what, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. That'll, that'll really tie into this whole idea of receiving. But just to, to kind of put a tie um, on to, to what you said, uh, I became known more as a human doing than a human being. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know. My, all, my, all my my activity was what was defining my my identity. Yeah. What I did, how I performed, what I achieved, how productive I was, um, all of those things, that was who I was. I didn't even know who I was. Uh, because it was so wrapped up in what I did. And so it wasn't until um, I, I started to learn how to be still with the Father that he started to uncover um, who I really was. There was a lot of labels that had been put on my life, either by other people or that I put on myself. But I like to use the illustration. Um, there was only one person who got to call the iPhone the Apple iPhone. And that was the person that made it, Steve Jobs, right? Yeah. And he could have made it the banana iPhone or the grape iPhone, or he could have gone away from a fruit altogether, right? But he decided to call it the Apple iPhone. Now, if I put a a label over that apple and put a banana, it doesn't change its identity um, or grape or anything. It's a silly illustration, but it applies very well to our lives. Um, There's been labels that have been put over our apple. And as a result, we've convinced ourselves that we're no longer um, an Apple iPhone anymore, so to speak. Um, but the only one who gets to label the iPhone is the one who made the iPhone. And the only one who gets to label me is the one who made me. Mm. And so the, in, in the process of being still, the Lord um, was able to, to identify some of the labels that were over my Apple, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uncover, like performance. And like 
productivity and, and, and all those things can be good if they're coming from the right source, right? But as you were saying, and as I would, uh, you know, as I experienced, they were coming from an unsettled place in my heart, right? It was, it, and so, um, so as a result, um, uh, it, 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 I wasn't, the, the question isn't, and this is a great thought uh, to go with productivity. The question isn't, uh, did you achieve the goal? Did you meet the deadline? Um, did you uh, achieve what you set out to do? The question is, who did you become in the process? Hmm. We want to do both. We want to achieve the goal, but like who we're becoming in the process. And who I was becoming in the process as a human doing um, was, was not uh, experiencing the more, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I was retreating into less, as Michael Thompson would say. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. So, um, so there's a scripture that I pulled up while you were talking, and it's, and it's Isaiah 30, 15. And it says, in repentance, or it says, uh, this is what the Sovereign mm-hmm. Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. It says, in repentance and rest is your salvation, and in quietness mm-hmm. and trust is your strength, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you would have none of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, such a convicting verse, right? But you would have none of it. You would have no quietness. You would have no rest. You would yeah. have no repentance. You would have no trust. But this is where life is. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I was so excited about talking to you in this topic is that I really believe if people capture what you're sharing and will share, it will transform their life. Because God transforms. Yeah. yeah. It, it, God transforms. It is a way for God to transform you. That right. seems to elude us in our busyness and activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually been a key verse um, in this in this journey. In quietness and in rest is your strength, um, which kind of um, really highlights the whole principle of the key to effectiveness um, is, is stillness, not busyness. Um, and so, when I create space. To rest in God, He rests on me, um, and then I can carry rest into a full day, not a busy one. Mm. Um, language matters, and I don't want to be crazy busy anymore. I want to be crazy full. Jesus didn't lay down His life uh, so that I could have a busy life. He laid down His life so that I could have a full one. Um, there's a different kind of connotation that full communicates. Substance, settledness, um, direction, purpose, um, rest. You know, I'm not scattered. Um, my mind's not racing. Um, and un- until we uh, start to develop this rhythm, that Jesus had, um, we're going to be a victim of the busy. Um, and so Jesus knew this, and so this is why he, he, he not only talked about this, but he modeled it. Um, Jesus modeled a, a rhythm of rest 
invest. Rest, invest, invest, invest. Rest, invest, invest, invest. But the thing about his rest is that his rest was actually accomplishing something. It wasn't him being lazy. Um, it wasn't him um, just taking a break. Um, there was a there was a great value even in God resting on the seventh day. Hmm. Um, it wasn't because he was tired <laughs> uh, or exhausted from creating everything in the in the universe. Um, there was a there was a purpose. There was a model even from the beginning of time of rest and invest. And what we see Jesus would do is he would get away on a mountain with his father, and he would get full. And then he would go down the mountain and he would heal a blind man. He would multiply food and then he'd raise the dead. Then he'd get away from the crowds on a boat. He'd get full. He'd literally rest. <laughs> and then he'd walk on water. He'd teach the masses. And he meets with the tax collector in his home. It was this, this rhythm of rest, invest, invest, invest. And for a very long time in my life and even in my ministry, all I did was invest because all I saw was the need. How many people are distant and disconnected from God? How many people need hope? How many people need to experience the more? And so I felt like, man, I don't have any time to waste. And so I'm just going to invest, 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 invest. And as a result, I became stressed. Yeah. But if I, when I started to adopt the mentality or the rhythm of rest and invest, I then started to become my best. <laughs> and so, yeah. 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 Hey, so uh, the one thought I have is that, um, so a lot of people that listen to the show are creatives, you know, mm -hmm. artists or entrepreneurs or just creators, sure. you know. And, and one of the things in the, in the rhythm of being a creative is sometimes you hit walls and you just Good. lack inspiration, you lack ideas, mm -hmm. you lack mm -hmm. a lot of what you need, mm -hmm. the raw material to create. And the, and the funny mm -hmm. oxymoron about the creative process is if you keep pressing into it, you don't necessarily extract out what you need, the inspiration, the ideas. Mm. Uh, but when you pull away from it and, mm. you, and you unplug from it and you literally clear your mind of the concern of what is needed, it becomes, you, you create a space for God to start to generate that creativity in you again. Uh, again, it's that idea of doing nothing is not nothing, but there, there actually is, you're posturing yourself to start to receive again from the creator himself. Creator. Come on, that's a stellar perspective. Mm. And uh, you're, you're being intentional with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, you have a very, I have a very significant purpose. You know, whether I'm um, taking somebody through a be still session, which is usually about an hour long, or whether I'm in between meetings and I push pause on the DVR of life, or um, I call a timeout. Um, in the game of life, in, in the game of football, you, you get a set number of timeouts in the game. But in the game of life, you get as many timeouts as you want. But I found 
before I started learning how to be still, that I lived as though I didn't have any timeouts left. And so now, in between meetings, I might call a 10-minute timeout and be in my car, pause, lean my chair back, breathe, and put on a worship song and just receive uh, and, and clear my mind and thank God for what he did in, in that time, whatever that looked like, and Holy Spirit come, fresh filling. Um, and those 10 minutes are significantly Im- impactful. Instead of just rushing off to my next thing to invest, um, those 10 minutes of being still in the middle of my day um, are, are, are extremely beneficial. Um, what I found, Troy, and, and, and this is why it's so important to be still instead of just as I go, um, which when you create this rhythm of rest and invest, and, and as we said, as you rest in God, he'll rest on you and you can carry rest. And so there is a, there is a, a reality that you, you don't have to stay in this be still time all the time because now your spirit's at rest. And it's harder for you to be um, shook or shaken. Yeah. Um, so there's that reality. But for a good little bit, um, I, I don't. There's no set magical time on this. But you really need to actually be still, um, because what the Lord showed me is He said the only time you can get a refill is when you be still. Um, I go to Chick-fil-A a lot. I, I do some life coaching there um, a couple days a week. And um, the the dining room host will often come around to my table and greet me. And I'll say hello to them. And they'll say, hey, Mr. Dave, would you like a refill? I said, Whitney, I would love a refill. Thanks so much. And um, Whitney, along with every other Chick-fil-A dining room host, will say, well, Mr. Dave, take your lid off, and then I'll give you a refill. And, and as she goes to, to take my cup over to whatever my drink choice has been that day, um, she won't move that cup back and forth underneath um, whatever it is. It's usually water. I'm in a, in a water kick lately, trying to get that 64 ounces in a day. Um, <laughs> She won't, she won't move it back and forth. She just puts it right there and keeps it still because, again, the only time you can get a refill is if you be still. But what the Lord was showing me in, in all of this is, is that the question isn't, do you know that God loves you? The question is, what's getting in the way of you receiving his love? And often there's a lid that needs to be taken off our heart that's preventing us from receiving. And he showed me that the lid, the lid represented three things, the L, the I, and the D. The lies I'm believing, the idols that are deceiving, and the do that I'm achieving are keeping me from receiving the outrageous love of God. And so the point of being still is to, re- one of the points is to recognize what kind of lids you have over your heart that are preventing you from receiving God's love because what can happen is you can be still but nothing actually happens because there's something that's preventing you, something that's getting in the way of you and a a new experience of God's love. And so 
for my life, um, I, I, I found that that wounds are the breeding ground for lies. So in seventh grade, I was picked on, and I um, signed up for the lie that I wasn't good enough. And so now I'm not good enough became the lie that was operative behind all the decisions or a lot of the decisions that I made. Mm -hmm. And so golf and fashion became my idols, both uh, fine things to do, enjoyable things to do, nice things to do in and of themselves, but the heart behind it was to prove that I was good enough. So every time I shot a lower round, every time I got TV exposure, when I got um, to play uh, Division One golf, um, it was proof that I was good enough. Every time somebody complimented my outfit or a new pair of kicks or um, a fresh look and style, it was proof that I was good enough. And uh, as a result, this fueled the do. And as we said before, I became known more as a human doing than a human being. And so what I found too, uh, Troy, this is incredibly insightful, um, that a lot of ministry focuses on idols and do. Unbelievable amounts of ministry. I don't want to put a percentage on it, but it is, it is definitely half at bare minimum. Focuses on the fruit and rarely gets to the root. So get rid of your idols, you know, stop performing, stop doing, stop all these things, right? Hmm. But that, the reason I was, I had idols, and the reason that I was a, a human doing and not a human being is because I never brought Jesus back into a wound for healing. As minor as it might sound, right, it wasn't this deep wound where I was abandoned by my dad, you know, at, at, at birth. But it was still real for me, right? And I hadn't unsubscribed from the lie that I wasn't good enough. And, and so that was what was behind me. That was the root. And I, I've seen and more and more it's happening. But I've seen still very little ministry that's getting to the root and helping people, not just exposing the root. That, that, that's helpful to expose it. But then to actually help somebody bring in Jesus for healing for the wound and bring in Jesus for uh, unsubscribing from the lie. Now I no longer needed fashion or, or golf to be a proving ground. Now I can actually enjoy both of them. I still enjoy dressing nice, but now I don't walk into rooms saying, I'm here, look at me, look at the new look, you know, or I don't play golf now so that people can recognize how deep I went or how low I went in my score. If, if they notice, awesome. But I don't need it anymore because I'm getting that affirmation from the Father. And so when I started to recognize the lids that were on my heart, I was then able to journey with the Father to take them off. Yeah. And, that, yeah. It reminds me of the, of the verse, and I don't know where it is. I think it might be in Kings, and it talks about, uh, Elijah uh, being in the cave and how, you know, the voice of God was not in the whirlwind, the voice of God was not mm -hmm. in the storm, but then Come it on. came in a still, quiet voice. And and I think that thing that we're offering the listeners is an opportunity to hear the voice of God. Come on. And, and you don't hear it in a distracted, uh, anxious mm -hmm. state. Uh, mm -hmm. That's why surrender... That's why openness, that's why stillness, 
these are all like key activities to hearing God speak because he speaks in a still small voice um, and is always speaking, listeners, always. But, but we are not always in a place where we can even recognize God's voice. That's right. That's so, so good. So you, you brought up a really fascinating um, uh, thing that you said, you know, what is the primary question on the Father's heart? Can, can you share that mm-hmm. with the listeners? That, that was so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we started by saying um, there was a time, a very long time in my journey where I was very uh, – the way you evaluated um, – Spiritual maturity is is how much somebody loved God. You know, like, oh man, that that girl is so solid. She really loves Jesus. <laughs> that was said all the time. Or, man, that guy is a serious stud spiritually. He really loves Jesus. Man, he's he's passionately pursuing God. And those are really great things, right? But but what I found is is that is important to God, but it's not. The most important to God, my declaration of love to Him, and and I uh, and, and there's other questions too that that came to mind, like, uh, oh, this is what the Lord is question. This is the question on God's mind: How much do you serve me? Some people are are in this place that you know, primarily where they're the servant and God's the master, and, and that is true, but that's the primary extent to their relationship. They're here just to serve Jesus. And and while that is incredibly important, that's not the primary question on the Father's heart this morning. Will you serve me? Will you love me? Or even will you obey me? Or worship me? All those things are parts of our journey. But what I found in this journey of being still is that the, the number one question on the Father's heart is, will you let me love you what I found is that it wasn't about how I could love him how I could serve him, obey him or worship him but that when I created space to open up the lid of my heart and be still and receive a refill is that then I had an opportunity to experience his love in a new way and um, when I experience his love that's what settles my heart that's what leaves me in a place to where I enjoy the person that I'm becoming in the process of achieving dreams and reaching people and helping people and loving my family and all the things that life is is made up of. And so will you let me love you? And then my response is, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll create space. I'll, I'll, I'll make room um, throughout the day to create this rhythm of rest and invest so that I can be at my best. Um, and then what happens in this space is when I do this is, especially at the beginning, um, because there is uh, um, such a tendency to be a slave to the busy in our culture, um, we rarely have moments in our day of stillness. I'm not talking about stillness to receive God's love. I'm just talking about stillness in general. Um, and if it is, it's typically um, on the couch, and there's a, a show on, or it's in our bed, and there might be a TV on, or we might be scrolling, or 
there might be a noisemaker or fan and those things are all fine but i never have time to process um things and so when i create space to be still with the lord a lot of people get discouraged right off the top because all they hear is noise all they hear is clutter and chatter and racing thoughts and like i'm not getting anywhere well you actually are because for so long you've suppressed all those things with more noise <laughs> that it's it takes some time to get past that and even now this morning as i was creating space to be still my mind went off to um working out and and so i just give that thought to jesus god i thank you that i can work out today so i'm going to come back to this space with you and me right we just give that to jesus and then we we move on um i i i think for about the first 15 minutes especially if you're just starting in in, in this practice with the lord it's going to be noisy it might be less for you but don't be surprised if it is about 15 minutes um this is why i encourage people to step into be still sessions with me for the first time you certainly don't have to um, but just to have somebody that can walk with you through it that can create um, an atmosphere where god is is resting and where uh, it's easier to stay in a moment when you're with somebody than if you're by yourself it's easier after 10 minutes oh this isn't working or oh all i hear is noise or all i hear is clutter or oh man i just remembered i forgot to do this or, i didn't answer this email or, oh man the, the load of laundry or all the things right and so if you're in a, an actual be still session for an hour it's easier to stay in that moment and you've got the environment conducive for you you know we use a lot of music in in that time whether that's instrumental or whether that's um, specific songs um I, I like to think of it this way if i'm if i if i take somebody to a be still session um i'm going to listen to what's going on in the world and then i'll design that um be still experience uh custom made to some things that have been going on in their world let's say life's been scattered so most of my songs if not all the songs are going to be geared around rest and leaning back and receiving and breathing and that kind of thing mm -hmm. if they've been really anxious lately then i might gear all my songs around perfect peace um and um that idea and so i have a whole playlist of songs that are just about perfect peace and um i call these these playlist pill bottles um in the same way that we have a pill for everything um, in, in life, I want to have a playlist for everything. Um, and so when I have a headache, I don't always take ibuprofen, but sometimes I do. I don't think, hmm, what should I take? No, I just know I'm going to take ibuprofen. And so you, you need to have the, the same self-awareness in your, in your journey with Jesus. You're like, oh, man, I'm feeling really anxious. Oh, where's the, where's the playlist of perfect peace? I need a I need a good dose of perfect peace. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so you can when you start to become self-aware in your relationship with Jesus, you're really making making progress and then knowing how to move forward. So in my be still session or in my be still time with the Lord, if I'm feeling like whew, that was really heavy. That was a really heavy appointment or a really heavy ministry session. Again, I might take a ten minute, twenty minute be still time in my car and just put on the rest playlist and then just get 
get refilled. So, yeah. anyway. So I so uh, two two things that have helped me. Um, Recently, uh, I I fasted. I I can't remember the last time I fasted. Like I, I just do not remember the last time I fasted. But, but I fasted, and it was a legit fast, like only water. And um, and I think on the third day, um, I'd gotten through the pain, and but I was weak, and I was tired, and I started to spend time with God in a way where my mind wasn't racing. And I remember it was so just drastic mm. that I was like, mm. I don't think I've ever been this still. Like, mm. I had no nothing, no worries, no anxiety, no thoughts, just stillness with God. It was incredible, but it was a physical... That fasting uh, for that long got me to where I physically just was slower and stiller. So that was one thing that helped me. Another thing that helped me was, um, mm. and I talked about this in another podcast, is the, the pause app that Ransom Hart just, um, uh, the one-minute pause app. It's a Christian mm. meditation app that um, guides you into a still place with the Lord, letting go and, and, mm. and releasing and it's free, and, and those two things have been very, very helpful. Um, and uh, and obviously, working with you and others that, that value this and seeing sort of keys, music. Like I've I've jumped onto your playlist. Like I, I've used your playlist as on Spotify to to try to to settle myself when I when I needed it. So so for the listeners that are that are interested in in kind of you know, working with you or finding out more about you, where, where should they go? What should they, where should they find you? Yeah. So I have a website that they can go to um, and they can uh, contact me. There's a, a, a seg, uh, there's a box on there that says be still session and they can click that. And um, when they sign up, I'll get in touch with them. That's the best way. Okay. Um, if they are interested in, in, in participating in, in a be still session and um it is incredibly life-giving um yeah and uh incredibly calming and uh just get helps you get to that place to where you can then um feel confident to do that yourself um as you already mentioned i'm also on facebook i do a, a monday morning um facebook live there called make monday matter of course they can reach out to me there um also on the on Instagram, we can we can link all those um, in the description or comment section below. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, where um, what's the website with the Be Still uh, sessions? Yeah, um, it's it's not incredibly short. Um, you know, like <laughs> DaveGwynnJr.com. Um, it, it'd be easier for them just to um, just to click on it if, if that's if that's. If they can do that, yeah, 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 it's, it'll be in the notes. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put the yeah. link in the notes so you guys check it out. Yeah, it, it's a part of it's it's on our standout ministries page, um, but I have a, a page just for things that I do personally here, primarily in the country, and so and they can find that box um, that says "Be Still" session, and we can set it up. It'll awesome. be a great time. David, thank you so much. Uh, you have so much to offer, and I know through many years you've you've you know crafted and, and learned and, and offered this for others, and, and it's just been a real joy to have you on and, and share some of what you've journeyed and learned. 
Appreciate it. Bro, it's been a, such a privilege. I love being your friend. I'm thankful that you're in my life. Um, I'm, thankful that, I'm thankful that we're um, going in the same direction, yeah. um, helping people take the next step in the journey. So thanks so much for having me today. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.